Okay, Booker Tov. Four Shlemites at Pigua last night in Tel Aviv. Four Shlemites to everyone. Four Shlemites to Eitan Yehuda, Ben Devi. Okay, today's daf is daf Tess in Baba Kama. Okay, we're up the about seven, eight lines down on the page. Rafuna Omar. Rafuna is answering the question that we asked two blot ago. When the one hand it says make them say you got to pay the best, and the other hand it says when you do damage to somebody, best of your fields. The other hand it says, says kesef. Which one is it? Kesef for best. Rafuna Omar. Oh, kesef omeitiv. It doesn't mean to say the, the answer we gave the other day was well, if you're paying land, you got to pay with the best. But if you're paying with other assets which are movable and you could take them somewhere else where there be more in demand, you can pay with anything. Rafuna gives a simple answer. It just means either either or either pay for cash or if you're paying or with land, either kesef. Cash or the best of your land. So the obvious question is, what, you, what about other things that are assets that are not cash or real estate? We learned always that the word extra yashiv is by What's extra yashiv? To tell me shavakesef, you can pay with. The value of money, if it's not cash, meaning other movable assets, if you assume an even coarse brand, meaning even junk. So how do you fit that in? So if you don't have, if you don't have it, as if you have land, if you have land, you pay with the best of your land or you pay with cash. Those are your two options. If you have neither one, you don't have land and you have no cash, then you can pay with anything. If you have nothing else to pay with, what else are you going to pay with? If all I've got is some junk in the house, of course, that's like a bad mouth, the same army, like we tell the mazik, Ziltar Chazavin, go trouble yourself since you've done the damage and you have no property and you have no cash. Trouble yourself to sell whatever junk you have. Buy Silakesav and bring cash, whatever you have, whatever you, you convert it to cash. Kamashmon, you don't have to do that, that you can just give Shava Kesav. So it comes out that when it says Kesav, it means cash. Meta, Sada means, Meta means the best of your land. Yashav means anything. Is this really different than the other one? The other one said, the other one, the other answer we gave the other day was if you pay with land, you got to pay with the best land. But if you pay with cash, you pay with anything. It's almost, it, it, the, the differences are hard to see because the other drush was also the same way. Why does it say metav? Yes, why does it say metav? Why does it say kesef, yashavav, you can pay with anything? The answer is, the first answer seems to say that if you're paying with uh, land, you got to pay with your best land. But if you pay with any other assets, you can pay with whatever it is because it's always worth something else. Here he seems to be saying that you should first pay with kesef or with the best of your land. If you don't have kesef, if you have the best of your land, then you can pay with the assets. But at the end of the day, you can pay with anything just as like we saw before. Amar Where does the assumption come from, which I think is correct, from Horatius that there was money, that you pay with money? Where does that, we assume it, but... It was always there, there. yeah, good correct. question. Where did it start? Where did it start? Yeah. Why not yeah. pay with your mule, pay with yeah. your... Well, Avram paid Avram Yos Kesef. They had it right at the beginning. Right, but where does it come from? Like, it was what, it because they, you... in those days it had an inherent value. In other words, like the, it was the gold, dump. coins or something. Gold, it had gold, yeah. But that the was, old system yeah, of was there. Money, right. Assume, right, right. Where does that come from? Right. It's inherent. It's understood. It's, yeah, yeah. it's ambracious. They had Kesef over, over La Socher. Even then they had different kinds of money. <laughs> they had good money over La Socher that anybody will take. Many of it was right. worth the money. They had a, a silver dollar that really had a dollar's worth of silver in the dollar, right. you know. Or you had junk, you know. You had, uh, they didn't have paper notes in those days, but whatever they had, it wasn't worth as much. Better. They were, they were, they weren't. They and generally those were co- the Gemara was those are coins that have been um, 
you know, deteriorated, worn out with time, fashimled. With time, there's not that much silver or gold in it anymore. But you're right, that's one of those concepts that was understood. You know, people paid with money. It was early on determined that, that silver and gold are rare, or bronze is less rare, and that's what you're going to use as a trading thing. Amr Vasi, except Marenka Kaka. So Vasi says money is like karka. Well, didn't we already see that? Didn't even the first sana also said that if you're paying with, uh, 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 if you're paying with kesef or junk assets, pay with anything you want because it's always worth something. Pay with real estate, you got to pay with the best. This tana also said, Rafuna also said, Rafuna also said, either kesef or karka, and if lacking kesef or karka, pay with any assets, any uh, and, uh, uh, movable assets that you have. So what's he telling me? What does he tell me? That he's telling that that's like mate of kesef is just like karka mate of That's exactly what Ravuna said, which, as we said, is similar to what Papa of Ravuna Bray Yeshua said. Bay Rav said that uh, everything is mate of who that all assets are mate of, um, but if, but except for real estate because real estate can't be moved, so you have to really give the best. But it's a similar concept. So if he's just telling you that money is like meitav ha'inu rafuna, Elosim maybe says this this particular. Maybe he's telling you in this case. L'shnei achem, two brothers shecholka. Here you have a case. Two brothers split up an inheritance. Now what's the rule? If one of the brothers loses his inheritance after after he they split up, a balchol creditor came and they took away his property. What's the deal there? L'shnei achem shecholka. V'nat lechet karka v'chesapim. Here's it. Yeah, two brothers split up their estate. One said, "I'll take the real estate." You know, the, the money and the real estate were equal. But it was uh, you know hundred dollars worth of real estate, hundred dollars worth of cash. One took the real estate, one took the car, one took the money. Well, Baba Chov and Otel Karka, the Baal came and he says, "Well, I got to lean on that piece of land." The Ozel High Veshakol Paga B'Ksafim Baday that the brother who lost every lost his land can go take half the money from the other brother. Okay, is that what he means that Kesef is like Karka? If they take your Karka, it's like they took the Kesef. You got to split it up now. It says Pita. Hi, brother. Hi, little brother. This is a son. That's not a son. In other words, why is one son's obligation to pay for his father's debt any more than the other son? If you collect it from Reuben, you got to collect. You got to collect from Shimon too. They got to split it up. He can understand. Say no. Just the opposite. We'll see what the sfaras are behind this. You can understand the machlokus. He can the other way. That the The reason I took cash is the I'm, t- I'm taking a risk if I'm taking cash. Why? Because cash, you can lose. It could be stolen, lost, whatever. So I'm telling you, I'll take the risk of the cash. I'll keep the cash. I'd rather be liquid, and I'll take the risk, and if I lose it, too bad for me. The reason you took the land, that if, they, if somebody has a lien on your land, nobody's got a lien on cash. They've got a lien on the land. They can demand the cash, right? But the cash is very easy to disappear. The land is there. So if you have land, they're always going to come and get the land. But you took the land understanding that if they take your land away, you're not going to come after me. In other words, that's the reason I took the risk with the cash. I might lose it or it can get stolen. You took the risk with the land that they might take it from you with a lien. And maybe, therefore, I don't have to split it up. You could see it that way, too. Ella will live a slightly different case. Maybe he's talking about this case when we say that money is like Harkalishnaf and Shecholku. Two brothers split up their, their land. Let's say one got, a, one got land A, one got B. And the Balchol came and took one person's land. It's all land. One guy got this half of land, one guy one got A, one got B. And Balchol came along and took A. Right? And what do you say now? So what are you saying now? That the one who took A, he can go after B and say, give me half of what's left. And maybe it means to say is either give it to me in cash or in, or in land. 
I so what's he telling you that that the money is money is like land? Ravasi already told us this halacha. You're saying Ravasi says that money is like custom, something like karker. He already told us this halacha. We are this This case, brothers split up land. One guy gets section A, one guy gets section B. land A. Here's the point. Rav says that the division is gone. Is gone. In other words, they are both part of the estate. It turns out now that the estate wasn't properly divided up, right? Because the estate, let's say, was worth $100. He took, a, he took eight, an area for $50. He took area for $50. But it wasn't really $100. All that was really clean, clean and clear of any debt was $50 worth. So therefore, the splitting up was wrong. When you took that 50 I took 50 yourself. So therefore, he said, he's going to explain in a minute. No, no, too bad you waived it. The guy who waived it, what we see, it means that the guy who had his, who lost his field, A, he's waived his share in the Arusha. Why? Why? We'll ask, we're going to explain it in a minute. In other words, the guy who lost his share, A, it's gone. Too bad. The other guy gets to keep his. No, that's the second opinion, Shmuel. For Avasi, that we're concerned about, what is Avasi? Avasi says, no to Raviyah Bakar, The first shot in Rashi is, that it means he gets a quarter. He gets a quarter. What does that mean? He gives him a quarter, but he has not the whole half. Meaning, A is gone. Fifty. The other fifty dollars is uh, the other fifty dollars share is B, right? So the first opinion says, well, they got to split it up. Now he gets 50, gives him fifty percent of that, twenty-five dollars worth. The second opinion was he gets nothing. The third opinion was he gives him a quarter, not twenty-five dollars worth, but twelve and a half dollars worth. Why? What's as far there? What's as far there? I could see the first far and the second far, right? One far says, well, the the, the, the Arusha wasn't split up properly. You've got to go re-split it. The second says, no, it was split up properly. You you took your risk. I took my risk. What's as far behind? We'll see in a minute. But what's as far behind? See? So he's going to explain now. Rob, I'm rebutting my locus. He says, you got to you got to divvy it all up again. The guy lost his, he's got to do it. They're like Yorshim. They're like, uh, they're inheritors, right? The brothers who split up the Arusha, Right? Here we're talking about so they split up Yerusha, Ashim, Chalk, they split up Yerusha. They're still like Yerusha. In other words, it's, it's the estate is still there. The estate was a, the estate, so therefore the estate wasn't split up properly. Once one guy lost his share, you gotta stay, they're still part of the estate. It's like they purchased it. It's like you bought something without any guarantee. It's like you buy a field and say, listen, you bought the field, but there's no guarantees if anybody comes after you. So why would you do that? Because you got a bargain price, right? All sales final. Don't come after me for anything. No guarantees. So he says it's like you bought So therefore, the brother who took A he said, you know, I want A. I'll take my chances. This meaning either a quarter of the karka or a quarter of the land, a quarter of what the B has left. Why? He's not sure. Should the remaining brother B, the B who has the land left, should he give A anything? Well, if you say they're like Yorshim, he should give him half. If you say he's like a lekuch shlobach rice, he bought it without any, without any guarantee. He gets nothing. He's not sure. Ravasi's not sure. What's the rule? Mamun amutah basafik. We have a general. We have many rules in Baba Kama. One is amotzim mechavel haraya. You want to take money from me? You got to bring proof, right? You got to bring proof. You want to take money? I'm the muxik. The money's in my pocket. You want to prove it? You got to prove it. Another svar is if there's if nobody's a muxik in it, it's called mamun amutah basafik cholkin. He's not sure. You split it. It's really right? He split it down the middle. Here it says, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. B is not sure if he should give A half of what's remaining, half of his share, or should he give him nothing? 
Well, you split it down the middle and you give him a quarter. That's what he says. But the point of all this <coughs> is that's Ravasi. We already see Ravasi holds that shita. And he says, when you give him a quarter, you can either give him a quarter of the land or pay him off in cash. Either way. So what does that mean? We already, we already had Ravasi's halacha that uh, money is like karka in this case. So what does it mean? What does he mean that Mexico, what, what's he teaching me? you may <laughs> so the only thing you left is with the original answer that why did he say it's like in Karka that, that if you give cash it's like giving the best of your land right like the Pusik saying either the best of your land or cash that's exactly the same thing as Ravuna said that was Ravuna's point Ravuna had a question is it Meitav or is it cash so before we said anything other than land is Meitav because you can always sell it somewhere else so therefore cash or assets is the same as Meitav but if you give land you got to give Meitav here he says Either give cash or metav. Lacking either one, you could give also assets also. But it's, it's close to, Ravuna's close to what we said in the name of Rav before. But here Ravasi seems to be saying the same as Ravuna. Ravasi's not telling him anything new. He's just saying that Ravasi is the same as Ravuna, that giving cash is like giving the best of your field. Um, Rav Zeyro, a new Yeah. Going back, the, the first case we had, the first Kaluka case we had was where we tried to explain that money is like, is like field. Was where, where two brother where it just got divided down the middle. One took the money, one took the field. Right. And we're trying to understand what does it mean that money's like. That's right. Wouldn't the simple shot be that at that point in time, the money is worth right one this piece of land. Right. Land fluctuates. The shot is that right now in time, money is worth x of the field. And if it goes up later, that doesn't. If, and that's one. Comes along. And that's one of the ideas here. But isn't, but that's that's that's, that that, that's a good answer. And the, the, so he says, "Is that the pshat?" But it's not clear. We don't know that. In other words, it could, it, we, you could see it both ways. Well, if you say, if no. you say, if you say that he can go after him and say, "Listen, my land was lost, and give me, uh, and, and my land was lost, give me the cash for it." Well, that's a double push it, right? Uh, they, they, no, this was, cash? I'm saying. The the, the the chiddush is, or whatever you call it, yeah. that at that point in time, yeah. that's how you value it. Right. And later on, if if it goes up or it goes down, and okay. But the un- I understand. But it, it, even if you say that, and right. let's say it didn't value, even if you say it, there has to be an underlying idea. Okay, it's valued at that time. But let's say it, it, it's 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 uh, he wants to give him a little bit less. Because he says, okay, now it's worth more, now it's worth right. less, but I'm going by the right. right. But the deal is, but, but when one of them loses his land, is he entitled to anything from the other brother? That's the question. That's the question over here. Again, he says, if you say the money is like the carca, in that first idea, first where, one, where, where one had one took the land and one took the carca, right. Right? Right. one took the, the money. Right. And he because he could say that money is like land in that sense, on the one hand, that's pita. If one guy got the land, money oh. is like land at X point in time. Ah, okay. The right. So the chiddush is that if it goes up later, and above if the land time, goes up later and the then it goes down, is based on now. Okay, May, but he doesn't say that. I know he doesn't, he doesn't say that. You see, that's not his words. He's saying that that money is like the land. See, that's if you would point, say no, right. no, 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 he's saying money is no, right but, now, no. But they right, right. But Rossi's words is the man. The the, the 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 you're saying a nice idea, but he's that's not in his words. Guevara doesn't feel that's in his words. He's saying <laughs> land is like the money is just like land. He's not saying the money's like land at that time. You're right. saying the money. The chiddush is the money's like land only at that time, but not later on. Guevara doesn't offer that as an idea. It's mashmi would say also the land. Land could fluctuate, but so it, so it fluctuates now. But we, but so we're not going to go with the fluctuation. Give it to me the way it was before. 
You know, so you're saying it should be like it was at that time. So if one guy lost his cash or one guy lost the land, pay him with whatever it was at that time. That would be the answer. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, it's never push it. If you land, land is like the guy, one guy lost his land, give him the other guy. Or you could say the other way. Maybe it's not even true because maybe the guy who took the cash will say the reason I took cash is because I don't want anybody to come with a lien on me because he knows he has that kaka and I'm willing to take the risk if I lose the cash. And you're willing to take the last if you lose the kaka. So therefore, we don't even know that's the halacha. So he's looking for a case of Ravasi and we can't find any. So at the end, we just say Ravasi goes just like Rafuna. Omar of Zayr, two lines from the bottom page. Omar of Funa, mitzvah, the mitzvah shlish. When it comes to mitzvahs, until a third. What are we talking about? What do, you, what do you mean a third? Right, just because we're talking here about half and this and that. Right? He sticks this piece in over here. It doesn't really have much to do with our Gemara. The mitzvah, ad shlish. My shlish, what do you mean a third? Elaine, mishlish, beso. When it comes to my mitzvah, if I have to buy a pair of film or buy a lulav, I've got to give a third of my house? Is that what it means? I've got to sell, you know, take a third of the value of my house, get a mortgage on that? El Matzah, Shrem, Lake Plus, and mitzvahs, less cooler base. It comes out, if I've got three mitzvahs to do, I've got, I don't have a house anymore. I've got to give a third of my house. Elam Ravzeira Behidur Mitzvah Achlish means like this. When it comes to buying a pair of tefillin, let's say I normally spend $100, so you know what? I got to add a third more. I got to add a third more because Behidur Mitzvah, Zekeri Maveu, you know, it's not a love of mitzvahs. You got to add a third more. All right, that's what it means here. Mitzvah, a third, you got to add a third more than you would normally pay for the mitzvah. Is it from the inside from the outside? No, there's a gross up and out. So, for example, in, um, in, in our case, would you say, uh, you add, is it $133? Is that what I have to add on, $133? Or is that $150? $150, and it's a third of what I pay. That take, he's not sure. Yeah, you know. So the answer is, it includes the mitzvah part. But he's saying you should add more than that. This is, I'd be satisfied with this, but I got to add a better one. The same thing with the lulav, you know. Which lulav do you buy? There's, there, there are different prices out here, right? So, which which film do you buy? You know, it's not a you know. Uh, I always say filling you should spend like a fortune on because when you figure out what you spend per day, it's nothing. You understand? Then you use them, and, and if you don't have the mitzvah, it's a, you really went through a lot of effort for nothing. You know, so oh, let's take it. But Rav Amir, so they said, Mishmei Rav Deir, When you add up to a third, that's yours. Meaning you're not going to get a you're not going to get rewarded for that in this world, only in the next world. But if you spend even more than that, Hashem will give you back the money now. It's like you say, whatever you spend on Shabbos, you'll get the money back. It doesn't mean the next world. You'll get repaid for now. You'll, make a, you'll, you'll get a windfall. Unless you don't. Unless you don't. Unless you don't get the money. No, you'll get the money back. You just won't realize how you got it. Okay. You, know, you were saved from an accident, which right. would have cost you money. You know, that's, that's how it is. We just don't know how the Rabbanu Shalom works. We don't know the Cheshman, you know. We keep a spreadsheet or a checkbook, but we, can't, we don't really know how it works. We have, we have to rely on, we go here on trust. Alright, so the Mishnah here goes on, and this is again a Mishnah which we say is like Yerushalmi. Remember, we had before the Lashon of Kol Shachavti, it's like Chayavti, Bishmar. So here is like this anything where I'm obligated to guard it from doing damage, and as I have to control it from doing damage, Hechsharti is Nisko, it means I prepared for its damage. If I'm responsible for it, it means that Rashi is Tup Shatim in Hechsharti, it means that. That uh, if it does any damage, it's like I prepared it to get damaged. If I if I'm responsible for it, for not doing damage, and it does damage, then it's like I prepared it for damage, and I have to pay. <coughs> I, and, and therefore, I find another pshat is that nisko that I have to prepare the nezik, meaning I have to fix it. I have to fix it. I have to make good on the da- damage. Okay, we'll see what this means. Nisko. 
if I prepared part of it, this is a strange, strange uh, statement over here. We'll see tomorrow what this means. Is if I prepared half of the Nezek, in other words, I'm responsible for part of it, then I have to pay the Nezek like the whole thing. What does that mean? So we'll give an example tomorrow of, let's say, a case where somebody else had dug a bore in the Rosh Hashanah, you know, like a little pit in the Rosh Hashanah, a small one, eight or nine Tfachim. And I came along and I dug it deeper, made it ten Tfachim, right? Either I added up to the rim or I dug it down deeper. So now, who's responsible? So I'm responsible because, we'll see, as far as death of the animal is concerned, remember we had before that the Chum said a ten Tfachim, they can kill him, not less than that can't kill him. So I'm the one who killed him. That, that's what it means even though I did part of it, I'm responsible for the whole thing. We'll see more about that tomorrow. Nechassim, where are you chayef for? You're only chayef shein v'chassim. We had them before that if you do damage to, to, um, to uh, Hegdish's property, not if you had enough, if you had enough, you're chayef mila, right? But if you, if you did damage, you're not chayef to pay. Why? Because it says, ki yigach shor ish ashorieu, shorieu below ashor shal hegdish. So therefore, you're only chayef nechassim shein v'mila, things which are not hegdish. Shail about Kachay Kalim, Kachim Kalim, before Zrikas Dam, it's really Mum and Balam, according to Rabbi Yossi, so we could be, we could be Chayev Nezik there. But the Pashim Shad is you're only Chayev on things that belong to commoners, not to Hegdish. The Chasim Shain is Shain Zalbris, you're only, only Chayev to pay for Jewish property. Now, for non Jewish property, because of Chil Hashem and that people shouldn't take advantage, etc., in common law, so obviously the rules, you have to pay for that too. Uh, but we'll see, for example, there's no rules of chatzinezek. The chatzinezek only applies by Jews. But basically, you're only responsible for paying for Jewish property. They also have to belong to people. Can't be shohefter. The Gemara will talk about what do you mean belongs to Hefker, who's making a claim over here. So we're talking about, for example, if let's say the animal belonged to Hefker and did damage. There was an animal of Hefker that did damage. Then, then when he did damage, the, one, the animal who was gored says, okay, I'm going to take that animal. Before he took the animal, somebody else grabbed the animal's Hefker. He doesn't have to pay. That's the point. It's only if it's miyuchad, nothing. That's one of the pshat we'll see later. And you have to pay if it does damage anywhere. Let's say I'm the masik. This is my animal over here. He's not a masik yet, but it's my the animals in my property, and I've got one of those pit bulls or one of those animals that cause damage to other animals. And you brought your animal into my land without without permission. You came into my yard. Who asked you to come in? And then you come into my yard, my animal bit you, your animal did damage, and you're claiming. I said, who asked you to come in? You had no permission to come in. If you had permission, it's one thing, you had no permission. So the B'chomach Yerchayv Chutz M'Rishus M'Yechadis L'Mazik, and the Pashim Shad is U'Rishus HaNizik, U'Rishus HaMazik, or if the Nizik and Mazik both have Rishus to enter there. If they both have Rishus to enter, the Mazik says, I had just as much right to be here as yours. She'hizik Chav HaMazik L'Sham Tashlom M'Nizik M'Etahar. So this is really a, uh, a repetition of the first Mishnah. Shehizik Chava Mazik, right? The last one, Chava Mazik, the Shamta Shlomesim, it's really the same as the end of that. The Gemara before said this comes to include Karen. If we learned before, remember that Shor means regal and Bor means chain, this is, these extra words come to include Karen. Others learned the Rashus and Nazik Mazik, only if there's Rashus and Nazik and Mazik, then you're high to pay. That the last phrase goes together. Rashus and not Rashus and Nazik Mazik, not that there's a semicolon after after Mazik, but rather Rashus and Nazik Mazik, Shehizik Chava Mazik, the Shamta Shlomesim, made of ours. See all this anymore. What are we speaking about? If I'm if I'm responsible to control this to guard it from doing any damage, I, I prepared it for its nesic, meaning I'm responsible for it. Okay, so what are we speaking about? Shore or bore? Let's say I had a shore, my shore, or my bore that I put in Shusarabim. Shemasra and the Khairishat Gut. I gave it over to a guard, to an unreliable guard, a Khairishot of a cut. They seek when they did damage, I have to pay. 
So that's that's something I prepared a classic. Why? Because I had a shore and I had a board and I didn't properly take care of it. I left it over in the hands of somebody who's not capable who's not capable. Mashemish is opposed to a fire. If I gave the kid a fire and the fire did damage, then I'm not responsible. What are we speaking? What are you talking about? If we're talking about a shore which is tied up and a pit which is covered, the kavasika the equivalent by ace would be a gachelis, a piece of coal. Right, a piece of uh, a hot coal. I shouldn't be responsible in either case. I, I, I had the animal tied up. I had the, the pit covered up. And I didn't give him a fire. I gave him a, a, just a, a burning, uh, like a, a coal, a piece of coal, which was hot. Ella, we can't be speaking of that. I'm chai, must be able to shore. We're talking about a shore which is untied. A bormagula and a pit which is uncovered. The the equivalent of that is a flame. Let's say a torch. Not a torch, a panas, but a torch meaning a piece of fire. I'm holding fire in my hand. If I give a kid a fire, mashing a mesh pot, why would I be potash? If I give, if you give a stupid kid out there a, a torch in his hand with a big flame and he burns something down, it's your responsibility. You shouldn't have given it to a kid. That's burning. Where did we say that if you gave a kid a coal and he burnt down somebody else's neighbor, neighbor. That's only if you gave him a coal and he flamed it. Notice he added oxygen to it. If you gave him a fire in his hand, you're chayav. My time with because this is surely going to do damage. That's like giving him a, you know, it's like you're putting a loaded gun in his hand, then he doesn't know what he's doing. So what's going on? What's the case here? You say, okay, we understand. If I'm responsible for it, like my shore, my bore, fine, as opposed to fire. Because we are talking about a ox which is tied up and a pit which is unco- which is covered, tied up and covered. And by Eish, it's really talking about a coal. He said, "Why are you, why are you not responsible in the case of fire? You are responsible in the case of the pit and the ox." Says a short dark because a short even if he's tied up, he's a big heavy thing. He will get untied. He'll push himself untied. Bore that calendar. A bore also will get uncovered. Just there. Remember, we're talking about a bore which is robbing. It's covered, but somebody comes along and kicks it to get open. In other words, these are things which need to be better guarded than with some kid, right? Therefore, you're responsible. Gachelas, but a, a coal, come with the shovel as long as you leave it in just where it is. It gets cooled off. In other words, a coal is not going to do going to fire unless somebody and somebody flames it. Right, uh, 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 cold, uh, cold the shavik law. As long as the longer you leave it, it gets cooler and, and gets cooled off and will stop burning. Like so there, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not that's not them. There, you're making a fire. holds later on by a fire. Even if you give the kid a fire in his hand, like a torch, a burning torch, you're still potter. So the equivalent is by a shore which is untied and a bore which is uncovered. So why are you responsible in the case of a shore or bore that you left the hands of a kid and you're not responsible in the case of a fire? There, it's the handling of the cherish that caused it to happen. Because if the cherish wouldn't have blown it or done something with it, like, you know, flamed it, nothing would have happened. Here, the ox would have did the damage all. The, the, he just didn't, did, he didn't stop it, but the shore did the damage on his own, as did the boar. The, the, the kid's handling didn't add anything. You could say that. Another Pshan Rashi, it's so that he joined it, the, like the Lashon of Tzadik Vavav, like it's a team, or joined with it. But the, the first, the first, the Rashi first. This price will take us into tomorrow's daf. Chomer b'shor b'chor. The Gemara gives examples now where shore has a chomer, has a stringency overboard. Sometimes it means a stringency and halacha, and sometimes it just means that it's a stringency in its characteristic. There's two different aspects here. Tanar bar. Chomer b'shor b'chor. 
Shore is a chumra over bore, chumra over shore, and bore has, has strings he's over shore. Chum shore bore, sha shore misham is a kofer. If a shore is a muay and kills a person, the owner has to pay the value of the person. He has to give money. He doesn't get killed, he gives the value, right? As opposed to a bore. By a bore, we learn that if a person falls into bore and gets killed, the bore didn't kill him. It's, it's, not, it's not responsible for that. Person should have guarded himself. If a shore kills an evid, kills an evid kanani, you have to pay thirty shekels. Fine, right? Opposed to a boar. Nigmar Dino. Also, once it's determined that the shore is going to be killed because he's killed a person, also right now you can't have an all from it. That's that's the law of a shore. and it's derech. Now here, this chumrah is like it's another chumrah that it's derech. He's just giving you its characteristic as opposed to halacha. The darko leil and it's derech is that it goes out and does damage. In other words, it does more damage because the boar is in a fixed, fixed position where the shore can do damage anywhere. Mashen came the boar. Boar doesn't have these characteristics and these qualities. Chumrah shore. What's the chumrah that boar has over shore? Shabor tchilas asasanesek. It's made from its initial uh, uh, from its initial time that it was created. It's ready for damage. It, that's, what, that's what it's doing. It's a source of, of damage from its beginning. As soon as a bore is made, as soon as you call it a bore, it's there to do damage. So it's, from its inception, it's a source of damage, but, as opposed to a shore. A shore isn't made for damage. A shore is, is, is made, uh, if it's a female, it'll give milk, it'll uh, you know, procreate, whatever, you'll make some steak out of it, whatever. And a bore is a muid from its inception, also as opposed to a shore, which we said a shore is a tom for the first few times that it does damage, but she came to the shore. So that's the comparison of shore and bore. Now we'll just take another one or two. Homer Bashore, Homer Bashore of Aish. A shore has a Homer over Aish, Homer Aish from shore. Homer Bashore of Aish, Shashom Shan Kofer. Again, a shore pays Kofer, was Aish doesn't. Machai Bashoshim Shalevit, Nigra Dinos Ranov, first thing, Mosle Cheshatokat, and Chayev, like we just explained, you give the Cheshatokat, you're Chayev to pay. Mashain came Baish, where you're not Chayev. Homer Baish from Bashore, Shaish Moedis Matchilasa, it's a Moed beginning as opposed to shore, which is a Tom. Mashain came Bashore, so it only has one Homer over shore. All right, we'll stop here. We'll again start from the top again tomorrow. This is the ice goes on with the various humras and are there any additions, etc. before we get to explaining the rest of the Mishnah. Tomorrow regular time with Hashem.